Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of Fansided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. And welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I am Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of Rocks Pile, and I'm here with my friend and fellow co-expert, Kevin Henry. But the thing is, we still can't play where in the world is Kevin Henry because he's in Colorado, but we could tomorrow. That's the thing. We could, but, you know, I'm enjoying some nice weather here in beautiful northern Colorado. I mean, you know, my wife and I were joking yesterday that it feels like it could be an April or May day, you know, at uh, Coors Field uh, this week. It's just crazy. So that means it, in April and May at Coors Field, it's going to snow. Oh, absolutely it will. Uh, you know, that's Colorado. If you live in Colorado, you know never to plan anything before Mother's Day. And you know Mother's Day will usually snow. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just saying. That, that's Ohio, too, where, <laughs> I mean, like today, yeah. it's or a few days ago, it was in the 60s. And then a day later, we get snow. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Ohio. That's Ohio. <laughs> it says Harry Ralston Black, but anyway, absolutely. No, it's it's a nice day here. We are. This is our final show of 2021. And Noah, what a wild, crazy year it has been. Uh, you and I met up in Chicago. You traveled with the Rockies a lot. I did as well. I mean, it was it was a good year for baseball. You know, even though the Rockies didn't exactly show it on the field. Uh, you know, I, uh, you and I got to at least experience some, uh, some road parks and I've got to ask you of all the parks you went to, what was your best experience of 2021? Best experience was probably, that's a tough one. I'd, I'd still probably have to say being at Coors Field. Okay. Yep. But, First um, time there. Cause I mean, it's not on the road for the Rockies, but it's on the road for me. Um, but of the road stadiums, I would probably have to say <sighs> really, really all four of the stadiums are good, but I would I'd probably have to say Cincinnati since that was the first one okay. weird press box spot because they moved their press box from behind home plate to down the third baseline. So it's almost like a football setup where you're, you're, you're past third base down the left field line. <laughs> but um, it was, it's, that was the closest one to home for me. Um, but it would have been nice to be able to, you know, uh, see the Rockies uh, win a game on the road for yeah. once. But as soon as I left, of course, they win. But literally in Texas, that's what that's what happened. And I, I flat out told the Rockies PR people, you can blame me if they come back and win because I'm leaving right now. I have to leave because I was driving up to Colorado and yep. Sure enough, sure it enough. was the bottom. Uh, it was, I believe it was the either the top or bottom of the eighth inning. And sure enough, the next time the Rockies were up, they scored and they ended up coming back and winning. So, yeah, I, I did not live that one down. 
<laughs> now, you know, you, you may not get any credentials for 2022, at least on the road. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and if they if they lose on the road and I'm there, you can blame me. I, oh, I can absolutely. Deal with it. You have broad shoulders, so that's a good thing. <laughs> no, it, no, it was good. It was a good year. Um, you know, uh, as far as travel went, uh, even with COVID, even with everything else going on, I will say I'm very thankful. You mentioned the Rockies PR team. Uh, very thankful for them and everything they did to help us this year, especially on the road. Um, and, you know, I think back to you and I being at Wrigley Field uh, for the Cubs series and just some of the um, environment getting soaked in, for lack of a better term there. And, and you know, we've talked a little bit on previous podcasts about Bud Black and some of the stories that he was telling about his days at Wrigley and some of his uh, fond memories, including a, a, a little bit in a movie uh, inadvertently, yeah. but, uh, you know, it, uh, lots of good stuff this past year. Uh, so it, it's been a good year, but obviously, you know, that's hindsight. We got to look ahead. We got to look ahead to 2022. Uh, I will say I was looking at the calendar earlier today and looking at some road trips and some, uh, possibilities because I am bound and determined that there, there will be 162 game schedule. So, you know, things- in fact, we probably should have put that on our Festivus list of if there's not a full 162 game season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a problem with Major League Baseball then. <laughs> I, I completely agree. <laughs> completely agree. You know, I, I think that if we don't have the schedule laid out because, you know, We've already made some plans. We've already thought about what could be along the road here. And, you know, I'm even working on some home games and working family events around that. Yeah. If they screw up that schedule, I'm, I'm not going to be pleased. Got to be honest with you. Yeah. And the Rockies, of, of course, they're facing the American League Central this year, which is great in theory for yours truly. Yes. But they aren't coming to Cleveland, which, uh, of course, that's the one closest to me. And then they go to Detroit in April. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, going to Detroit in April? Yikes. I, I've looked at that because Detroit is the one stadium I've yet to go to. So I've looked Enjoy. at that to check the box. Yep. Uh, everything else is, has been checked except for Detroit. So I've looked at that one. And then that September week in Chicago. But it's got yeah. those weird off days in there. Yeah. That's that's the weird thing. I, I would love to go, but then you're just kind of hanging out in Chicago on a Thursday, which is not bad. Yeah. The thing with Detroit, it's funny because I'm I'm only like an hour, 45, two hours away, depending on traffic um, from Detroit. And I have only been to their stadium twice. Hmm. The most recent time was in 2017. I went with my best friend from college. He He's actually a Tigers fan. So, and he grew up in the area, but the previous time before that, I, let me put this into perspective for you. Uh, Luis Pujols was their manager and Felipe Alou was their bench coach. There you go. And that Ernie Harwell right was there. still broadcasting. Ernie Harwell <laughs> was still broadcasting for them. <laughs> and Miguel was Cabrera was not, probably still hitting for them. So, you know, Hey, yeah. Phil Garner got fired seven games into the season and was replaced with his bench coach, Luis Pujols. And Felipe Alou had, had just finished his 2001 season with the Expos and he didn't have a job. So he was out of a job for all of seven games. And Luis Pujols, his former bench coach in Montreal, 
asked him to be his bench coach in Detroit. So there you go. See, Tiger's knowledge. You didn't expect that to get dropped on this podcast, but here we are dropping Tiger's knowledge. So digging it, digging it. But I got to think 2022, I got to think this time of year, I got to think New Year's resolutions, uh, you know, and our friend Kevin Larson, the saber skeptic that we low and love on Twitter, did a great article uh, that you can find on rockspile.com about New Year's resolutions for the Rockies. And I love the five that he came up with. And I'm going to pick one of them just so that we can talk about it a little bit, because I I think it's an interesting thought. One of his was that Connor Joe needs to prove that 2021 wasn't a fluke. And, and I agree with that. We, you know, we all love the Connor Joe story. We all love who Connor Joe is, but no, I've got to wonder if the Rockies are depending on Connor Joe in 2022 as their left fielder, have we, do we have a problem? (laughs) Do we, do we have an issue that means that the Rockies didn't hit on the free agents that they were hoping to hit on this season? I'm curious. In short. Yes. In long. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, the, the thing is, is on an ideal team, meaning a playoff bound team, Connor Joe is probably a bench bat right now now if he ends up for example if he plays 150 games this year and he hits 30 homers and drives in 100 rbi that's great but the problem is that that would be laying at least as of now that would be laying into the current narrative with the rockies where they have been laissez-faire shall i say where eh we can just throw this guy here or throw this guy here. And we'll, we'll hope that he he ends up performing. And that hasn't really worked out well. For them. I mean, how many times have we seen it where, especially like, for example, with first base. Now now they actually have a first baseman in CJ Crone. But I mean, how many times over the past few years of, oh, all you have to do is catch a ball over there. So uh, we'll throw Ian Desmond over. Oh, uh, we'll throw Daniel Murphy over there. Oh, uh, we'll throw... Jordan Pacheco will throw Matt McBride over there. We'll throw Willene Rosario over there. Just essentially that it's like a, uh, here's a guy that we like. There you go. No, that's, yeah. that's not how it should work. So then they've been like that on the diamond in general where, Oh, well this guy, he, he, he's a good guy. Well, he, that doesn't mean he's a good baseball player. I mean, especially with, like with me being in the Cleveland market. That's that's something the Indians or now the Guardians have had an issue with for over a decade of, well, OK, at least they won some regular season games. But you have five guys on the team where, oh, well, he's a nice guy. That doesn't mean he's a good baseball player. And, and the thing about Connor Joe is he's a good guy. And I do think he's a good baseball player. And, yeah. I, and I think you touched on it a minute ago, is that if if Connor Joe is my bench guy. And that versatile guy, because we know he can play different positions, we know that, you know, then I I think that's fine. Absolutely, I do. But I think if you're looking at Connor Joe as your opening day starter in left field, I I don't know that that's going to move the needle a lot for you gaining that relevancy. Now, in a crazy world, excuse me, they could have boosted themselves in center and right and Charlie's DH and, and Connor's in Joe. 
Connor's in the left. Who knows? But I, I just don't see that that's the scenario because I think we all see left field as that slot that could be uh, elevated the easiest whenever it comes to power. And speaking of elevation, another one on Kevin's list is Tapia elevating the ball. Yeah, And that's, that's the thing with him where he right now he's the guy on the outside looking in because part of it is he was injured at the end of the season and then Connor Joe stepped in. But again, if it goes to the thing that we were just talking about, okay, Rymel Tapia has been with the Rockies for parts of six seasons. Now he's not changing. It's, 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 it's really that simple. He's not going to change. No. Okay. And, and, you might get a good batting average. The last three years, he, his batting average is 282, but his on base is sub 330, which is a problem for a leadoff guy. And he just hammers the ball into the ground. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think again that, you know, it's like you and I have talked about, Tapia is also not a versatile guy. He, no. he basically is very solid left field. I think in if you move him over to center or right, we all get a little nervous, even more than we do if he's in left. But at the same time, I think that he's a guy that his his lack of versatility and, as Kevin mentions in his article, the lack of fly balls as well, it's really painted him into a corner with the Rockies. And, and I think you're spot on. We've seen what he can do. He's been given the chance. I wouldn't say that he excelled when given that chance. Therefore, if the Rockies can upgrade, I do think that a Connor Joe is going to get a nod over Tapia right now. Yeah. And uh, another thing with Tapia, too, is like you mentioned, and we've mentioned before, defensively, he's not great. The thing is, if you look at this year and if you look in 2020, defensive run saved, say he was a good outfielder. The eye test of someone who watched every single game in person or on TV, he is not an above average outfield, but that's thing. Sometimes defensively you look at numbers and sometimes they don't match up with the eye test. And now I I could be totally wrong with that, but at least especially prior to 2020, every single season, he was well below league average defense. And, and Tapia had some great catches last year. He had some highlight reel catches last year. He also had some highlight reel plays that went the other way too. Let's be, yeah. let's be honest here. But, you know, I, I feel like that there's a lot we still don't know, you know, and I, and I feel like we talk about this a little bit every podcast, but there's a lot that we don't know about what this outfield is going to look like. And we still don't know for sure, 100%, that there's going to be a DH next year. I think we're all going, well, Charlie can slide in from the outfield and they can do some of that. We don't, we don't know that that's the case. So, you know, I, I think that we've got to look at what can the Rockies do to improve. And, and Kevin had some great ideas in there. But I think that he hit upon one, and, and we've talked about it a lot, is what can the front office do to improve as well? And that's where I think watching what Clint Hurdle is going to mean in his return to this franchise and what impact there is, that's going to be real interesting for sure. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot more stuff heading into 2022 on our final 2021 podcast episode here on the Rocks File Rockies Report. And we are back, Kevin Henry alongside Noah Yingling, the co-experts for Rocks Pile. 
you know, I know we were talking a little bit before the break, just barely about that analytics and what the front office is going to look like in 2022. And Kevin made a really good point that if the Rockies are going to embrace analytics, if they're going to do something different in the front office, that could be the biggest gift of all for Rockies fans next year is just that there's something different underway at 20th and Blake. And they have hired some new analytics people from outside of the organization, from the Nationals, from the Rays, for example. But the problem is, part of it is because of the lockout. But part of it is, what have they done in adding players from outside of the organization? On major league deals, literally nothing. And they have not made any trades either this offseason. So... And that's the problem where, depending on how long the lockout goes, the Rockies really could be hamstrung. I mean, if let's say that on our next podcast, we're talking about how, oh, they have had a meeting and negotiations are close. And by January 15th, for example, oh, we've got a deal. Okay, then the Rockies have... A month, a month and a half or so until spring training would start. That's great, but is the way uh, with the way things are looking, that's not going to happen. Um, with the way things are actually going, I would I would be surprised if spring training isn't delayed. Um, and we we talked about that from a few different. Uh, it's, a lot of people are saying that. Like, for example, Patrick Saunders, Denver Post said, yeah, everyone I've talked to uh, has said, yeah, I think spring training is going to be delayed. Now, you can still have spring training be delayed and not have any issues with the regular season. Major League players do not need six weeks. That's, well, that's honestly one of my biggest pet peeves of the baseball season is major leaguers do not need six weeks. They had six weeks back in 1940 when uh, players were making a dime a week relative to now. And they had to work off-season jobs where they were grocery baggers at the local grocery store. Now they are getting paid a lot more so they can keep up on their body in the off-season. So... Minor leaguers, yeah, they can they can go longer. They're going to have their spring training regardless. Yeah, For the major leaguers get in, get out in three weeks. That's all you need. And I had an article recently for Call to the Pen, our sister site, where we talk about MLB in general. And I look back at the 1990 MLB lockout, and that was the last time MLB actually had a lockout. Because remember the last labor stop, which was 94, and that was a strike. Yep. And they they were far apart in negotiations. Um, eventually, the commissioner stepped in. At the time, it was Commissioner Faye Vincent. And he stepped in, and essentially he, he got the ball over the line where the two sides agreed. But the owners were mad at him for doing that. The owners led, of course, by Milwaukee Brewers owner, by a guy by the name of Bud Selig, and they pushed Vincent out of the commissioner spot in 92, and then Selig became commissioner himself. 
Um, so essentially that was a win for the players on a lot of the things. And that it ended up causing the 94 strike in reality, mm-hmm. but at least for that lockout, it didn't start until mid February. So they were only locked out for about 30 days. It wiped out all of spring training. But what they did is they just ended up pushing the season back a week. And then instead of uh, they, they started it instead of uh, uh, April 2nd, they started April 9th. And then they added three days onto the end of the season so they could fit in all 162 games. They had to push the postseason back a little bit, but they got in all 162 games. They got in all the playoffs. That's really all that matters. So they came to an agreement March 19th and they were able to do that. But now, now that they have more off days, I have a feeling if there's, there's something not agreed upon by March 1st, there could be a delay in games, uh, in regular season games and not playing a full 162, 144, like they did in 95. I mean, eh, it's not great, but I mean, it's at least it's more than 60, but just think if, if, if that actually does happen, the last time the Rockies would have played 162 games is in 2019. Yep. They would have gone. If that happens this year, there will be three years, the first three years of the decade where they have not played 162 games in a season. And that's, and baseball. that's baseball. And that's really a weird stat, but you're exactly right. Uh, you know, and so many, so many of us now forget uh, that that rainy Braves series and the 161 games the Rockies played, and the Atlanta Braves who won the World Series went 88 and 73, not 74 or 89 and 73. I'm just telling you. Well, it and and it's really interesting to me that we're still so in the dark about what rules there are going to be for 2022. You know, I mentioned the DH. And, and I understand, you know, and, and Bill Schmidt talked about it while we were at the, the meetings and, and Carlsbad, you know, he said, we're not going to go out and just get a DH guy, you know, so there's no Nelson Cruz coming to the Rockies anytime soon. And they believe that they have guys who can hit, you know, bring your, your gifts and memes here about, uh, you just know they're going to hit, but they believe <laughs> they have guys internally who can serve as the DH. And, and his big thing was with altitude. At those, you know, those home series at Coors, those nine game home series, that it's a good chance to get Charlie off his feet. It's a good chance to get Rymac off his feet. You know, they can rotate guys through that DH. The problem is, if you're going to rotate guys through the DH, then you've got to have guys who can step in and be quality replacements in the field and in the lineup for them as well. And that's the problem. The Rockies don't have that. They don't have eight guys that they can go on the field with that. I have a major league bat right now. So they sure as hell don't have nine. And that's yeah. the problem. And defensively, like, for example, if you decide, oh, I want to take uh, McMahon off his feet for a few uh, for a day. Can you afford to lose him defensively? Where some of the uh, their, some of their weakest players defensively. Like, for example, by defensive run saved, at least on. Baseball reference. Can you guess who was the worst player? By defensive runs saved? Yep. <sighs> Story. Negative. Dom Nunez. Nunez. 
There you go. Is he a good enough hitter to be your DH? No, he's not. Right. Number two is actually Brendan Rodgers on that list. Okay. And then you've got a couple of pitchers, Freeland and Stevenson. And then Sam Hilliard is next. Now, granted, none of them were terrible on defense. Like, for example, uh, Sam Hilliard of the position players is third worst, and he was negative two defensive runs saved. Not terrible. No. Um, So the Rockies overall are a pretty good defensive team. McMahon had 22. Fuentes had 11. Diaz, Elias Diaz had nine. Story had nine. Tapia, like I said in the first segment, inexplicably has eight. Connor Joe had six. Crone had three. Chichi Gonzalez had three. Daza had four. Um, Taylor Motter in just four games had two. So congratulations to Taylor Motter on that. Love us some Taylor Motter. Just so, so the Rockies, they have overall a fairly, or not fairly, they, they have a good defensive team, but not many of those guys are an MLB quality bat. And I mean, you, especially if you look at OPS plus, which OPS plus is sometimes, I wouldn't say sometimes it, it is a little bit harsh on Rockies, perhaps too harsh. They only had three players above league average in that area of guys with at least 250 plate appearances story who you're losing Brendan Rogers at one Oh two and CJ Crone at one thirty. Ryan McMahon's next after that at 98 technically by OPS plus that means he's a below average MLB bat. <laughs> I don't oh necessarily agree with that, but the problem is with him is at the end of the season, his power numbers just plummeted. Yep. You, you know, one of the things that I will love about the 20, remembering back on the 2021 season, A, 161 games, quirky. Yep. B, Ryan McMahon was not an opening day starter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we think but, uh, also, too, Ruben Amaro Jr. told me uh, he's, uh, let me see. Not good defensively. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he he led the league in defensive runs saved. And if you don't believe in that, watch but, the games. But he didn't win a gold glove, I hear. That's weird. Oh, really? Well, my, my, my. Very strange. That, wait, who did he lose it out to? Oh, uh, apparently so- he's he's cousins with. Joshua Fuentes. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Former Rockies all around there. <laughs> you know, and, and and here's the thing is that this I fully expect. I I am not going to be cynical enough to say that this Rockies roster will not turn over some before opening day next year. It can't not turn yeah. over. I mean, they, they cannot not add some power to it and i think we've heard schmidt say enough that they have to have power in there that the rockies are going to go out and find somebody who can hit and it's not just going to be hoping colton welker steps in yeah so you know so i i do expect fresh blood to come in it's a matter of how much and where that's that's where i think we're all kind of waiting to hear and the darn thing about the lockout is we're just paused you know there there's a lot of what ifs and what coulds but who knows? And by the way, how you're talking about the opening day lineup. Um, if you haven't listened to the uh, DNVR Rockies podcast, 
with Patrick Lyons. When you're done over here, go over to his podcast. And I was on recently and we were talking about opening day starters. And had we had we not had a conversational style during that where we weren't timed. I would have uh, we would have gotten all of the Rockies opening day starters, which I mean, the biggest ones we missed were Mike Lansing and Corey Dickerson. I I said Mike Lansing right as the time ended. Corey Dickerson, I probably would have thought of. But I mean, hey, we had Jason Bates. We had Roberto Mejia. So, I mean, I, I think I would have gotten. I, I Corey think you did pretty well. I got to be honest with you, you two uh, going deep on Rocky stuff. That does not surprise me at all. If you look at 2021, if we look back in 20 years, we're going to be we're going to look at that and be like, holy God, that is a bad lineup. <laughs> I mean, Elias Diaz got his first start and at least of what he ended up showing, it was pretty good. But if you would have said in June, that's eh, not a great start. If you would have asked in June. Crone got his first, obviously. Chris Owings started at second base. Joshua Fuente started at third base. Tapia got his first start in left field ever. Um, he was their DH in 2020. Uh, Hampson was their opening day center fielder. And then obviously Story and Blackman being the two uh, consistent ones there. Yep. Um, and then Marquez getting his second opening day start. But Owings. Fuentes, Hampson. We're going to look back on that in 20 years and be looking at that like, whoa, that's rough lineup. And yet they won. And yet they did. Absolutely. Against the Dodgers. Against Kershaw and the Dodgers. And that's why McMahon wasn't starting. Let's be clear, because Kershaw was on the mound. Lefty on lefty. But yeah, especially if you look at catchers and second base through the years. And especially if you look at left field prior to holiday between Bichette, Bichette slash Burks and holiday. We do have your favorite all-time Rocky in there in 2004. Kit Pellow. My boy, Kit Pellow. Absolutely. You look at that 2004 team. Charles Johnson was the catcher. Helton, obviously, at first. Luis A. Gonzalez at second. Vinny Castilla in his second go-around with the Rockies. Royce Clayton in his only season as a Rocky. Kit Pello, the negative uh, .3 war career player. Um, Preston Wilson in center. Jeremy Burnitz in his only season in right field. And then oh, for the Rockies. And then Sean Estes in his only season with the Rockies. Their opening day starter. And yet, if you remember, Kevin, I did an article and it was during the pandemic of how the 2004 Rockies could have won the World Series. I remember that. I do remember that. They could have. Go back to the archives. Look it up. Go go back and look that up. What else are you going to read about baseball right now? Nothing. Nothing, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, the Rockies went 68-94 that year. Still could have won the World Series, though. Find out how by reading Noah's article. (laughs) <laughs> on rockspot.com. Oh, man. All right. Well, it has been a good 2021 with you, my friend. Uh, I'm glad we actually got to hang out a little bit in person uh, all over this uh, fine country of ours. And I'm looking forward to doing the same in 2022, obviously. We will 
uh, pull out the schedules and make some plans uh, after the new year. I'm looking forward to that. And speaking of which, yeah, that is actually my new year's resolution. I want to travel as much or even more than I did last year, which is a lot. <laughs> Agreed. No, I, I, uh, in all seriousness, that was a conversation my wife and I were having earlier today. We were planning things around, you know, baseball and, and trying to figure out, you know, some good Rockies trips to go on some good place to explore. So uh, we will see how all that goes, but uh, hopefully we can play where in the world is Noah Yingling again. I, I don't see we why can we can play work. where in the world is Kevin Henry all the time. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, you know, maybe uh, we'll, we'll swap off. That'll be good. You know, one week you're gone I'm home then we'll swap. So yeah. One of us has to be on the road for a podcast. <laughs> I, I, and during the entire season, sorry, those are the rules. Those are the rules. What can you do? All right, Noah. Well, hey, it's been a good 2021, my friend. Thanks for all you've done for the site. Uh, be sure you check out. Noah's got a great uh, run right now of trade possibility articles for every team in the majors with the Rockies. And I have been surprised the names you have found. I'm just going to tell you. And I, we just started the National League today with the Atlanta Braves. Um, next one up will be the Marlins. And through the American League, well, and in, in actually including the Braves, I believe I've got 95 players. I'm telling so you. There's there plenty of guys the Rockies can look at. I like where you're going with it. No, it's been a good series. I'm looking forward to seeing the National League side of it for sure. So, well, Rockies fans, we wish you a happy, safe new year. We're looking forward to working with you in 2022. Looking forward to bringing you some great stuff on rockspile.com. Uh, some great stories from the road once baseball actually begins. Uh, we will be at spring training. We will be at home games. We will be at road games. And you have to get to Hartford. Uh, yard goats, we're coming for you. I'm just telling you, yard goats. Yep, uh, believe it or not, I'm looking at schedules in that area. We'll discuss that. Trust me. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. So, uh, Hey, thank you, Rockies fans, for a great 2021. We appreciate every one of you. We're looking forward to working with you in 2022. And until then, happy new year and go Rockies. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.